Welcome to the LA Podcast, y'all. Obviously, it's your boy Josh just checking in just before this episode to let you know. Obviously, this is our final episode of the season before we you know shut it down for a couple weeks. But the problem is, just wanted to let you know that we definitely had issues with audio on this one. We were without our producer, Philip, and you can tell uh, we desperately need him. Uh, so the sound is pretty off for this episode, and for that we apologize. But you can make out what we say. It just sounds like you're listening to it through a drive through speaker. Either way, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for a great year. Now here's the show. Innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We give for the people you know it's our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, because we all going to say... Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate. Elevate, 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 higher. We gon' rise up, we all gon' shine. Work through adversity, stay on the grind. Elevate, elevate, this is our time. Elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh Dalton. And we're grateful we be back on with you yet again. It's your boys, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We're running it. It's uh, poor Philip. Uh, literally about an hour before we were supposed to hit the show, uh, he got sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, I, oh, oh, wrong, 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 oh, well, whatever. We're here, and for the first time in this show's history, we have gone live on YouTube. And it's the first night it's just us. Yeah. It's a good test. Yeah. Oh, man, the first time going live, and it's just us. Yeah, the pressure cooker is on, so we will be checking, uh, for the audio and all the tests here on your end we thought we we've, we've done it on our end but you know we'll check back in two minutes if the, we see the comments full of people saying what the heck is going on then we're gonna have to probably end it there yeah and, this is free so your job is to tell us if it's working yeah that is your payment <laughs> for this show <laughs> please but lots to get into obviously it's the end of year so we, there's a lot to talk about um and lots of things kind of happening as we go into it with whether it be uh, more more federal um, <laughs> politicians getting caught up on ethics charges. Yeah, man, that stuff is interesting, as well as I would say the politicians now, like the, the first article we have up here is like uh, about TikTok. Yeah. Like politicians getting involved in social media. Is it good or bad? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and whatever is happening over there. And we're also going to be talking about uh, stuff that we've known for a long time, but search engine manipulation. I'll be talking about that. Dude, is that the stuff you sent me the other night? Yeah. Maria? Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. That's great. <laughs> and I did the test myself, and we'll get Me into too. it. Yo, you did and it, it showed the same result. Did you do it? Uh, did you do the test with... Um, DuckDuckGo. Yeah, DuckDuckGo, but also did you do like a test with... Uh, oh, what's, what, what do we call it again? When you uh, you, you you act like you're in the States. Um, oh, a VPN. A VPN. I did it under VPN. Uh, and that was also some very interesting results. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll get into all of it. Uh, but first, we're going to hit up our homies. Uh, we messed up last week. Just a heads up. And, Typical. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we we're talking to one of our guests, or sorry, one of our guests, one of our listeners uh, who can always comments on our Spotify stuff. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we screwed up. And uh, we, we called her a he and uh, realized that was a mistake on our part. Whoops. Uh, so she comes back on her comment this week. Uh, Miss Jamie Marie, my apologies. She uh, told us. Yeah, she says, guys, I'm a female. <laughs> With an exclamation mark. Like, 
sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Um, but she was talking about uh, referring kind of all the kind of the crazy things that are happening in politics and just how people, the, the height and temperature is, getting, is increasing. Yeah. And she says, I'm friends with the Ford family. And they had people show up with fire torches screaming and nobody cared and actually encouraged it. She had to get off the phone and call the police. So Gee. that's an interesting little take there, hey? And so we'll people don't like Doug Ford. Is that Ford? Is that what you mean by Ford? Yeah, yeah, that Ford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, people definitely don't like him. So yeah. I'm curious what's going on there. Uh, we are checking in. We got some comments. Uh, we're we're good to go. We're running. It, okay. Yeah. Camera's on you right now. It's working. Everything's good. Yeah. Camera's on me. Life's good. Good. No problems out here. All right. Yeah. So we are gonna jump right on in to U.S. communications looking to get rid of TikTok. Dude, that is interesting because I mean even it's right here the sub headline is former U.S. president tried to prevent the company from operating altogether. Mm-hmm. That president being Donald Trump. Um. I remember it was, I guess, over a year ago, more than a year ago now, we were, like, a little shocked by him trying to do that. I thought, well, like, that's kind of overstepping. Yeah. You can't just take a whole company out of a country because you don't like it. Then Microsoft was going to buy it. And there was all this stuff going around, which obviously Bill Gates is tied to that. And then when Bill Gates gets his nose or anything, I get a little on edge because, I mean, he knows a lot. Yeah. I mean, you watch how this pandemic has gone. And you see how many ties come back to Bill Gates, and you go, that's eerie. Yep. That's, uh, anytime he's in, involved in anything, as you said, it's, it's definitely eye-opening, and you mm-hmm. better be prepared. And, uh, and so it has been interesting because, like, obviously this is an article from June uh, where the FCC came out, the, uh, the head of the FCC came out saying they, he really was in favor of getting rid of TikTok. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is because of this video that we'll show here, and uh, we will – um, this is something new I'm trying today, so we'll see if this works. Uh, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. We're trying out here. Uh, but yeah, this is a video. Uh, two minutes, we'll, we'll listen to it, but it always comes back to comedian Andrew Schultz. Of course. It's almost, it's quite literally as if Xi Jinping saw the social dilemma because they've, they've in the last two months, rolled out a bunch of sweeping reforms that include things like if you're under the age of 14 and you use Doyen, which is their version of TikTok, when you swipe the videos, instead of getting like the influencer dancing videos and soft pornography, you get science experiments you can do at home, museum exhibits, and patriotism videos. Wow. So you're scrolling and you're getting stuff that's educating because they want their, their kids to grow up and want to be astronauts and scientists. Yeah. They don't want them to grow up and be influencers. Uh, and I'm not, when I say this, by the way, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not praising that model, just noticing all the things right. that they're doing. Well, I'll praise it. That's why the TikTok thing was a big deal, because it was a social media platform we didn't create. So it's like, oh, shit, we don't want some other country's tech influencing us. Because apparently, like, in China, the way that the algorithm works, it doesn't reward people doing stupid dances and, like, playing with their dog. The algorithm is rewarding things that they want to see their youth do. So people doing cool engineering shit, people doing cool science shit. But if you're China and you wanted to disrupt another country, wouldn't you reward the dumbest possible shit Shit. on that app? Twerking. Twerking. People doing stupid dances. You want the next level of youth to go, I can be famous doing something that's truly worthless to society, which is making TikToks. Not beneficial to society like being an engineer, being a doctor. Right. So this is how you get to manipulate your society into doing something good. 
at how you fuck over your competition right. into doing worthless shit. It's, it's genius. Salute to China. Oh, the, the reason why I asked you about TikTok is because I went on a, on a rant on, on Brilliant Idiots as a show I do with Charlemagne the God. Yeah. And about how dangerous it was to have like another country's tech influencing us, mm -hmm. right? And like, basically the idea was you have another country that can gear the algorithm to reward whatever behavior they want. And they could reward behavior that might not be beneficial to the next generation of Americans or whatever, whatever other country. And that's why it's dangerous. Yeah. And then I said that in China, the algorithm is different. It rewards not dumb dancing, but it rewards, you know, engineering goals and all these other things. Now this got picked up hmm. by politicians running for office. Yeah. It got picked up by state department people. It yeah. got picked up by all these who, I have to tell you something, I made this up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted no, no, no. to come clean to everybody. I, <laughs> I made that up completely. I have no proof whatsoever. It just sounded good and I was passionate. And the show is called Brilliant Idiots. Yeah. And it sounds like they somebody left that would out. do. They exactly. left that out. Yeah, they definitely cut that. Yeah. But I remember, I remember people sending me stuff of a literal politician going, this is how the algorithm works in China. This is how it works in America. And I was like, oh boy, I gotta be careful. <laughs> is there any truth to my okay. absolute bullshit? Okay, so. Yeah, so. Um, so that, that happened. So I'll say though, yeah. uh, it's it is. Though he said he made that up, yeah, it is noticeable how different the two platforms are. Though they're both made by ByteDance, the yeah. corporate company. Yeah, like he, what he said is true. Uh, it, it, there was definitely it all came out that the uh, it was all true, and we are sorry to the homies. Uh, we're finding out in real time right now that no one heard that audio. Uh, so oh, we yeah, no one heard it. Oh, uh, oh, so no. our apologies. Uh, but essentially, it was Andrew Schultz talking about how he just kind of made up the idea, of possibly that China had a different TikTok and they only showed educational stuff, and then they just kind of fed the North American TikTok a bunch of garbage. Yeah, specifically, it's like the doing TikTok dances, becoming an influencer, and like living, breathing, dying by social media. Yeah, and encouraging, um, I guess it would be China specifically, to the youth there to do engineering and at-home science experiments and reading and math. Yeah. So that's interesting. Exactly. And so now that stuff's starting to all come to the bubble of the surface and we have politicians in the States, bipartisan, both Democratic and Republican, who are saying, yeah, we got to get rid of this thing. Yeah. This cannot live and breathe in America anymore. Yeah. Which I think is, that's, that's saying something. I would say it's like, the second that, I mean, it gets dicey, I would say, anytime a government starts inter, like interjecting themselves into like private business. Yeah. That's, uh, to me, that's dicey. I don't, I don't love that. Um, but I think ultimately, if we were in a perfect world, the government is there to protect us in a perfect world. I'm yeah. not saying that's the case right now, but this is one of the times where I'm almost okay with it, where I think, or even maybe not removing TikTok completely, because I think it does serve a purpose for a variety of reasons. It served our show. And mm -hmm. a purpose at, at a point in time as well. Yeah. But, um, like, I, I, I'm scared to check the watch time on my phone of how much I'm on TikTok. And I'm an adult who can separate the two. So what's the screen time of, of a, a 12, 13, 14-year-old mm -hmm. who's, like, always on TikTok consuming the algorithm? Right. But what is the algorithm? You know? But they're consuming it at such a large level yeah. for hours a day. You know, you're only, you're in school for how many hours a day? Six hours a day. Yeah. So what are you doing for the, what are you doing when you come home from school? Mm -hmm. If you're consuming TikTok for the same amount of time you're at school, that's like, that's beyond influential. Absolutely. And then also the stuff that the, you know, that kind of fills TikTok up on this, you know, side of things like there. I mean, 
obviously your algorithm is different from person to person, but the stuff that you, they just kind of, they fill it with a lot of the time. It's just, this is, I mean, it's fun trash, but it's trash. Dude, it is trash. And uh, I was at a Christmas party this weekend and everyone there was talking about the five minute craft videos. Oh yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. And it's just like, um, like a person who's doing something ridiculous, stupid. And they're just like, they're like welding a plastic Coke bottle to like make a hole in it. But it's always a woman with well manicured hands and it's like 15 parts, 15 parts long. Dude, these are like hand fetish videos. Oh. That's being posted on TikTok. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's, that's like how they're getting away with it. And then they'll put like on the bottom of it, they'll put like a video of like someone playing a mobile game. Mm -hmm. That's how people are getting away with uploading full episodes of Family Guy onto TikTok right now. They put like someone playing a video game next to it and it gets through. Right. That's true. It is interesting. So like there are, there's, there, there are creeps on the app. Yeah. And uh, it was actually Andrew Scholes. I remember he was talking about something else way back when, but he was, you know, referring to the issue with uh, Instagram at the time. Okay. And how like, you know, like 15 year olds like post certain stuff online. Yep. And then you have like weirdos who just like get off on it. And, and like Andrew Schultz kind of like chalk it up to is like, could you imagine, you know, you just digging a, t- a tunnel from a predator's house right to your daughter's bedroom? Cause that's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's like the internet, obviously, I mean, it, it's changed a lot. Like I would say from when I was like young and, and it was different when you were young too. Um, you know, like chat roulette, Omegle, like things like that. Yeah. Those consumed the internet sphere at my age. And that was da- that was not super dangerous, but it, it if you got to the wrong side yeah, of it, chat it roulette. <laughs> dude, yeah, if you got to the wrong side of it, yeah. it was it was all of a sudden very like predatorial. Yeah. I'll say it was quite scary. Um but now it's like disguised. Like I when when someone when something bad happened on the internet, it was graphic. You you were not you, you you were shocked by what you saw. Right now it's like it's it's hidden. You don't even uh, half the time you even realize that what you've got yourself into is a sticky situation. Right, and I think that's way more intense. Mm-hmm. And how do you? And I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent, so I can't relate. But how do you explain to a kid that what they're doing is bad, though it does not appear bad? Like, how do you explain to a kid TikTok is bad because it's brainwashing you? But you can't say that to a kid, right? Because they'd say you're crazy. Like it's not. It's not. It, I'm just watching videos of, of video games or something mm-hmm. and it's like but that's the point maybe mm. maybe that's the point yeah it i mean i've limited my personal like time on tiktok because i've caught how i was really screwed with my attention a level oh dog if i don't have adhd before this i do now like 100 it's crazy yeah i mean it definitely is and so i have like i this point i only use it for the poster TikToks and stuff like that and yeah with other people's attention levels i guess but yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we part of the problem yeah. well you, um, i'm glad you brought that up dalton we're gonna announce this right now oh boy uh, be, oh 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 are we ready for this yeah let's do it oh, okay uh so we really want to kind of let the listeners know at this point um kind of over the next you know we'll be back in january but over the next january february march we will be slowly phasing out our activity on TikTok, and we will actually elevate. We'll cease to exist. Uh, we'll obviously leave all of our videos up, um, but like we will actually no longer be on the platform. Yeah. Anymore. In favor of other platforms. Yeah. Just a 
that's just the logical flow, I think, of where we're at. Yeah. You know, it served its purpose. Um, we're in TikTok jail. Yeah, that doesn't help. Um, so that sucks. <laughs> uh, but uh, not not that YouTube loves us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, it, at least it's a, it's easier to I think create a community there. Yeah, and I think that's the type of show we are. I don't think it's I don't think we're a clip show. No, I think we're a community show. I hope we are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's a good point. And I've yeah, that, that's I think all the stuff I've kind of even the stuff that or the Joe Rogan stuff that came up like weeks ago, but him like reading the terms of service on TikTok and all the stuff that mm. you can get like, like even tracking your thumb movements, finger movements on the like on your device period. Dude, I will say one thing out loud at home. Oh, he's like he's saying it out loud. Dude, like I'll say one thing and it's like the next I'll scroll, 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 fourth video, all of a sudden is on the topic of what I just spoke to someone in my house about. And then they say, Well, we're not we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Then how else? How else is that happening? Really? Yeah. Like really, how else could that be happening? Totally. And it's like, maybe you can you can tell me it's not happening all you want, but something told TikTok I'm interested in that. Yeah. Like somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, man. It's scary stuff. The internet. The internet's like wild. Like as much as we know about the internet, I feel like we equally don't know. Well, like the reality is, the internet is kind of like the ocean, and what I find is. Really, we only utilize maybe five percent of the internet. Like, yes, this is such a great explanation of like the the like public web, the World Wide Web, the deep web, and the dark web. Yeah, because they're very three different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dark web obviously is like the most dangerous. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's some very frightening things that can take place on the internet. Totally, you know, that on like unmonitored internet use can like lead to just on accident at times mm-hmm. you know um chris hansen baby do oh that show that show will make you learn real quick who and who not to talk to on the internet man yeah like i know growing up my parents were terrified because like I, I was the age group where like yeah obviously msn was the thing or, or um or aim if you're in the states yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> AOL messenger yeah AOL messenger <laughs> um even before really those really took off it was just public chat rooms online. Yup. That's all they were. And it was spooky. Um, yeah. I pretty much avoided the chat room scene when I was like on the internet with MSN. Yeah. But I was just a computer whiz. Like I just was a natural to computer. Oh, wow. Were you? So Yeah, man. And so like I just wanted to make websites. Right. That's all. I, I, didn't, I never got up to anything on the internet. I like. I'm just here to build a nice website. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I was just, I was literally in grade seven thinking I could sell people websites. And I was like, why not? And you did. Yeah, man. Yeah, like it worked. I mean, it totally worked. They weren't great, but yeah. I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, I think, like, my parents were terrified of me using the internet growing up. Mm. Absolutely terrified. Uh, and for good reason. There's some weird stuff that's going on out there, but like, it's only gotten worse since. I think that is like <clears throat> to be expected in a way because I feel like even over the last three years, we'll use like COVID as an example. Like people are like demented, like people are out of control. <laughs> so when you look at it, like, you know, at a, a like a macro level, like over the last 15 years, it's like people are sane now. And it's like, you get on the internet with a VPN or whatever. Like there's a lot of tools to anonymously go on the internet. Yeah. That's a way to avoid punishment effectively. Like, mm-hmm. like they're trying to not be traced for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, well, I'd be curious. So, well, it was 
let's jump in the psychosis thing. So this is interesting. Mood. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the issue that we kind of run into or what we ran into, um, is, this is from friend of the show, Maria Thiessen. Yeah. Those who know her, she's, uh, I'm sure many people who follow the show know her and know her work. Um, she's done pretty well on TikTok herself. Um, but she brought this up, this whole psychosis thing. And so if you type in psychosis right now, especially if you're in Canada, actually, especially, yeah, exactly. Exactly if you're in, if you're in Canada. Exactly if you're in Canada. No VPNs. Yeah. No private browsing. Just, yeah, just as you type would. in psychosis. The thing that pops up. I'm going to do it again to see if it's changed. Sounds good. Um, let's see. So the thing that pops up is the first result for psychosis is psychosis is a term used to describe when people lose some contact with the reality. Understandable. Common symptoms of psychosis are hearing voices or having strong beliefs that are not shared by people within your community. For example, you may be worried that the government is trying to harm you and your loved ones. That's because of Justin Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> but then we pull up. If I took I took a VPN and researched in did the same re- in the United States. Sorry, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. VPN states the same thing. First thing that pops up is literally the term psychosis from the, the a, urban like a <laughs> urban dictionary Oxford yeah, dictionary. Yeah, yeah, the exact like like the medical term for psychosis and all it says the mental disorder characterized by a disconnection from reality. Psychosis may occur as a result of a psychiatric illness like schizophrenia. In other instances, it may be caused by a health condition, medications, or drug use. So, like, in America, it gives you a medical definition. In yeah. Canada, it gives you an opinion piece. Yep. Oh. Oh, that's great. I love that. Uh, a medical diagnosis stuff for debate. Shout out Bill C-11. Shout out Bill. <laughs> Shout out the government that is trying to attack us. Yeah. <laughs> and take away our freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Exactly. Just trying to make sure, like, we, uh, we create a different reality within these borders. But it is interesting, though, that I think that beyond the jokes, I think it's interesting that that is the initial definition. Mm. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I see something like that is, okay, so you've, you've, you've created a new definition for the word psychosis, which does affect a ton of people. People we've both known that is 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 quite scary, and I mean ultimately it's 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 a, it's something that they medically need to deal with. It's real, and then to go on to say that in 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 definition form that <laughs> if the government is out to get you or that you feel the government is to hurt you and your loved ones, it's like are you trying to do that so that way you can call people who think that crazy? Right? Is that why? Um, so basically, the the government or, or the internet, whoever's in control of, of making sure that that's at the top, is just trying to gaslight us. Yeah. <laughs> We're crazy. Yeah. Well, it comes back to the whole thing where the government's really trying to work, at least the Canadian government's really trying to work closely with companies like Google. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Well, Bill C-11, by definition, allows them to work with them. Yeah. More, more so, it allows them to um, control them effectively they don't have to ask permission yeah right uh, but yeah I'm, I'm i'm not sure well it's not even so much that it's like google has to play by the rules if they want to operate in canada so can so the canadian government's like do oh, x you know make sure that all this type of content shows up for people if it doesn't then we're gonna shut you down that's communism right <laughs> like like that, that that's crazy right yeah it's definitely it, it's when you control information, you control what people think. You control what goes in their minds. You yeah. control the people. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's um, – yeah, we've said it multiple times on the show, like divide and conquer. And it's like, well, to divide, to control. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's happening. Yeah. So I wonder if, if, if a definition like that can be adjusted from a medical definition to an opinion piece, 
what else are we seeing in Canada on the internet that we should not be seeing? Yeah. You know, so you've got America who's scared about having TikTok, mm-hmm. and then in Canada, it's like, God forbid you even use Google. Yeah. You know. Well, we always knew like big tech is working with like left-leaning governments. It's usually how it's been going. Oh, like, yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They did work a little bit with the Republican Party in the States as well. Um, but like, let's just say, okay, I'll, I'll use a blanket statement. They are working with governments in general. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's fair. And governments in power just have to be left-leaning at this point. Um, and like Google will manipulate and change. And like, they, like we've seen it come out with Twitter. All the stuff that's come out with Twitter. That's all that is definitely happening on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, where they're changing and manipulating what people are seeing, getting rid of certain voices so that they can change public perception. Oh, we're doomed. Our SEO just went to the tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're on the 10th page oh, to Google. Shoot, our live just went down. No. no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> dog, don't do that. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. We were going on. <laughs> the show goes on. <laughs> Yeah, so like, these are some, I would say, some interesting revelations that have appeared. Yeah. And uh, I do, I mean, I do want to bring up kind of what you, I sent you the other night. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, which, I mean, we talked about this last week with MAID, medically assisted death. <laughs> death. Oh, and uh, I, sent, I, bought, I sent this, uh, this meme to Oh. <laughs> Too dull, and we're pulling this up right now. Uh, I'm just going to show it to the camera right now. Um, so the top says, ow, oh, this is going to need stitches. In America, that'll be $58,000. In UK, it means I can help you in 38 months. Yeah. In Canada, it means kill yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I will say it's... Um, Given last week's article about how they were promoting medically assisted suicide as a form of cost savings to taxpayers, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. That 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 still kind of boggled my mind. Totally. <laughs> Something came up my my radar this week was Bill C seven. Okay. Um, there's a couple reporters kind of looking into it, mm-hmm. uh, and again, they are looking to amend rules to actually allow like made service for people under 18. No, so, that's yeah. a whole new ball game. Yeah. So like, could you imagine? So I'll start off by saying I looked into the bill myself. I'm, I have a, I was having a hard time finding that language, but these journalists seem to be very like adamant that it was in there. Okay. So look at, look at the bill yourself, type bill C7 in, find it on the government website, see if you can find it. I had a hard time finding it, but the idea is interesting. If it, if it is true. Like, could you imagine that your kid just doesn't come home one day? Because anyway. they check themselves into yeah. a hospital to... And then and the next, next call you get is, yeah, your so-and-so came to us and they wanted to die and we helped them die. You can come collect their belongings. So I had to get my parents to sign off for me to work at Trouble Drug Mart at 14. Yeah. But you could just walk into a hospital mm-hmm. and die. That's what, that's what, okay, that's what they're saying, Bill C-7. That's intense. So if that's true, that's wild. I don't know if it's necessarily true. Ooh, that's a dicey ball game. Yeah, it just gets slippery though. They were looking at making amendments to the age. I do know that, so that's the thing that's where it's coming from. You can't even drink. Nope. You can't even like if you're under certain. You can't even go to war. You can't even fight for the country. Yeah. That's insane. Ooh, that's a that's. Uh, yeah, just like I don't know. Gray area there. So that on top of like the question period, I keep 
I keep going back to like a sick person I am. Um, and cause, especially because they're already hard to watch. They're really hard to watch, man. Like, I don't know why I keep watching them. It's like torture. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's what we should be doing to any uh, prisoner of war in Canada. It's just show them a bunch of videos of question period. Yeah, you don't want to be here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to get done for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what's what's going on, right? So, uh, like, watching it and just seeing the outright, like, obviously the stuff that's going on with um, the gun bill, right? And yeah. Just, like, the outright lies that are Dude, happening. they're telling... I mean, they're literally telling lies yeah. and they're sneaking things into the back door mm-hmm. um, and then pretending like, oh, we didn't see that. We'll revise. We'll, we'll look into it. And it's like you're using um, uh, the, the biggest mass shooting we've seen in this country as a way to push a political agenda. And so, you know, if there's people who can get on board with that, do you. That's your prerogative. I cannot. I just don't know how you can get on board with them lying about what that bill is going to entail. And then in the nth hour, like it's almost ready to pass, they just swoop, take away basically hunters' rights, yeah. which is so essentially hypocritical from a liberal government that's been, like we mentioned this last episode too, very pro-indigenous um, people. Like Justin Joe's been working very hard to right the wrongs of his father, mm-hmm. um, and we said it last episode. That's how these the, some of those indigenous communities eat. By hunting. That's yeah. how they eat. That's, they don't go to the store. Yeah. So for a government to then, you know, put all those guns in, it's like, you don't even realize what that stands for, for certain people. And beyond, there's, there's homesteaders in Canada. There's people who live off grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, it, what's been more and more clear as time has gone on is it's, it's a city slicker agenda. Yeah. For people that Big are... Big from Toronto. Yeah. Wrote a bunch of rules. Yeah. I guess in this case, big wigs in Ottawa. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, uh, but the, yeah, Toronto has the influence essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, the big cities are you know have all the say, and that's kind of what the war I see online is like. Why do you need a gun? You don't need a gun. It's like well, you don't need a gun. Yeah, I need a gun. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and it's like the in question period again. I think it was, it might have been Christina Freeland talking about how she lives in Toronto, doesn't have a car doesn't need uh, to she's close to everything like that's how we're going to go green no one's going to need a vehicle and she lives like three seconds from a longos and like a supermarket and a, a mall yeah like okay you don't need anything you live in the you live in a, in a building that has a mall underneath it probably <laughs> Trav, yeah probably a 10 minute walk from the Rito center yeah yeah so it's, a, it's an unfair they're they are not taking into consideration the whole populace which is the whole point mm-hmm Though we looked at the electoral districts last episode. I looked at it again. Oh, did you? And it was even harder to watch. Oh, no. Yeah. So what I realized, like, I just, like, obviously we saw, like, 178 seats in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 121 seats in Ontario, 78 in Quebec, 73 in BC. And then all you need is, I believe it was 190 seats for a Majority. majority. There you go. Well, <laughs> Quebec, BC, Ontario, boom, you got your majority. Yeah. And they're the ones who dictate. You know, not even BC, mainly just Quebec and Ontario yeah. will dictate. So we only, Atlantic Canada only gets factored in because we're ahead of Ontario in terms of time. <laughs> Dude, that's the only reason our ballots get counted is because they have to count ours first. Seriously, exactly. Because <laughs> we're done first. Because by the time Manitoba comes around, like, there's like, eh, now we don't. CTV's turned off for the night. Yeah. <laughs> 
we just got to go through these provinces to make it look like we're unbiased? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's an interesting time to be uh, uh, in Canada. I think there's a lot of, um, I guess I'll use the word legislature or, or laws or bills, whatever you want to call it, that I just am, I just sort of wish we lived in a time where there was an election for bills. Like I wish mm-hmm. we could vote on bills. Yeah, like they do in the states. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't actually. I literally didn't know that until this year. That they could vote on on laws and bills. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Like I thought. Like I thought. Like when you know when I would hear Obama or Biden say, "And it's on the ballot," I thought this was a figure speech. Like vote for me because this is on the ballot. That's what we're talking no, about. No, it's specifically on the ballot. Yeah, I found it because I my I had my American friends who were voting in the past uh, midterm election, and they were just going through all the things they were voting. I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. I like that. It's it's brilliant because at at that point, if I had a chance to vote on, say, Bill C eleven or or any of them, if the the result is not in my favor, I at least practice democracy mm-hmm. and I cannot cry about it. I did my part. Obviously, Canadians voted a different way. That's life. Like I can't cry after general elections. Mm-hmm. I voted. That's all I can do. I just wish it was the same for, for bills that affect Canadians. Yeah. I think it's been really tough. Like when you see kind of go through all the MPs in your area and they vote yes, yes, yes for all these things. And you're just like, if I, it's like, it's on site. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to scream at you. <laughs> you will be accosted. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's super frustrating, especially when it is people like in your direct community. Cause yeah. like, I mean, we, we, go on and on about Sean Fraser on the show. Yeah. So we'll give him a break tonight. But <laughs> so Darren Fisher. <laughs> the other guy yeah. that we go on about on the show. Um, but when you see people like in like in the MLA from like where I live, and it's like I remember the last election and I was like looking at everything that he was for and against and then watching him during questioning period and things like that and I thought, Ugh. like you represent my direct community. And some of these things you're voting for, I don't know if you understand the, the complications it would have uh, on your neighborhood. Like, you're voting as if you're in Toronto. You're in Halifax. More specifically, you're out of the core. Yeah. Like, you're almost rural at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, like, I think that's the issue that I have with MPs in general. Is, like, when, you're in, when you have to live in Ottawa, be in Ottawa, you kind of get caught in a bubble whether you like it or not. And you kind of lose touch with who you're representing. They're like the big wig now. They're like they're they're corporate. Yeah, and it's like, like they don't have to worry about the the retail employees, which are us effectively. Um, but it's funny that I think that I think the current government is out of touch. That's how I would describe it. But it's hilarious when Pierre Paulier comes. The liberal government is out of money and they're out of touch. Yeah, <laughs> it's just every time he every time he opens his mouth, it's like a. Did you see the guy sing like a a. a a dig at the Liberal Party as a Christmas carol. Yeah. Dude, that was a joke. That was embarrassing. <laughs> this is why I hate politics. Like, I literally, like, I sometimes hate how we do politics up here. It's how was so he cringe. allowed to do that? And he, he, and listen, I mean, it's no, I think people can assume that I'm kind of in favor of the Conservative Party at the mm-hmm. moment. And even that was uh, a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm new at this. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it's, I was, uh, I was doing some research and like, I actually kind of hit a point where I'm like, I really, I actually, I, I was hit a blow in terms of how I feel about Pierre. Like you were feeling down one night about like you're having like praised him or kind of thing? or like No, just mean? like, I'm like, I wasn't as hopeful about him anymore. Oh. Because I'm obviously seeing what Justin's done. And then I've kind of finally gotten a chance to actually grow up, go, sorry, go back as a grown up 
and see kind of what Harper did in his later years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously he was huge in favor of like, he's the one who, who really gave a lot of power to China initially. Um, he's the one who got us involved with the WEF. Uh, yeah. Like, Oh yeah. You know. I mean, there's a person like when I'll, on the show again, we've said like, I wish we could go back to Harper. Mm-hmm. There's a specific time period of Harper. I wish we could go back to. And it's not the one where he kind of knew he made it. Mm-hmm. He was good. Yeah. Like, um, kind of like another prime minister we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like he was good. Um, so they get on copes mode or they get on retirement mode or whatever you want to call it. But um, they kind of. I think make, it, I think it's God mode. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny you say that. So this is a super weird like like link, but it's something I learned literally this week. So there, uh, the FLDS church, which is Warren Jeff's church. Yeah. Um, after a certain amount of time as a leader or a prophet in that church, you can have what's basically called like an order, mm. which is where they vote to no matter what, send that prophet to heaven. Yeah. And it does not matter what you do on earth now that you've got that. It cannot be taken back. Mm-hmm. And so someone questioned it was, would he have done these terrible things if he had not have caught in that order? Right. And then I look at politicians who basically are, they're good now. And you watch the slippery slope of how they start acting. And I think it's, um, there should be something there at least to ensure that the leader is still doing the right thing, regardless of if in their personal life, they're on their way out. Yeah. Well, this is why I really wish, I think I'm starting to be in favor. I would have talked about before uh, term limits in Canada. Because you essentially could be endless here. Yeah, easily. You can you can easily become a dictator. You here. can reign until you're dead. Yeah, and um, but like I've seen it now through two prime ministers here. Uh, I've seen, I saw it with Harper. I saw it with, now I'm seeing it with Trudeau. Yeah, where they get to a point where they just as we said they just think they're untouchable and they just do whatever they want. Yeah, and they just screw everybody over. And so uh, I say I guess I brought that back to my original point where like I know that Pierre is like a huge like mm. Harper simp. And, uh, and so it does make me in there. It's like, he is saying all the right things. And as you said, he is saying all the right things, which spooks me. A hundred percent. And it's like, he says all the right things. Mm-hmm. And it's the things that we want to hear right now, which is like fiscal responsibility, mm-hmm. um, denounce the WEF. Yeah. Though there was an entanglement, we'll call it, with him and the WEF at one point, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So he was on the website. Somehow. Yeah. So that is, it's interesting. You know, regardless of how we got there, it, it's just odd. Mm-hmm. Um, you're picking from the best smelling pot of crap at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you, you just got to get some change in. In retrospect, or I guess um, what I'm nervous about is that we're still doing the show in eight years. And we're complaining about everything we're complaining about now, but it's just a conservative government. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, they're, they're politicians. They're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll hit the comments here right now. So we got John who said, shout out the Canadian military for their psyops, which that did happen during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, if we remember that story. Uh, we covered that, I think, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Out of the Ottawa Citizen, that story came out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the military was, yeah, they, they came out and were open. Yeah, we tried, essentially, we tried psyops on the Canadian people yeah. um, just to see how they would react. And I was like. Yeah, just as a little test. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to test the water. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Money with Mark says, uh, I've seen a few instances already of military vets reaching out asking for mental health services, and the response was made as available to you. Dude, I've seen those too. I'm so glad he mentioned that. Mm. Those have been exposed over Twitter over the last like four to six months. 
they call veteran affairs and they literally just suggest killing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> what? You defended our country. The most honorable thing the government likes to say you can do. Yeah. And then they're met with hardly any resources once they're back. And they're traumatized yeah. <laughs> for life. How about this? We got, we got some. How about you kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> that is the government's response to a, to a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid what their response to me would be. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, it was, uh, there's a real estate agent uh, here in the city. Um, she was uh, posted on her story this week. And uh, she was talking about, I was like, is anyone, how, is it, how are the people navigating you know, the lack of uh, medical, you know, services here, right in, in Nova Scotia, and I just want to say, I want to, I want to troll and be like, made. <laughs> That's how I'm navigating it at yeah. this point. Like, the goal is just not to die uh, under this situation. Yeah, it's it's frightening. It's like, um, I've got a family. We've got a family doctor. I've got a family doctor that like is okay. It's a doctor. Dalton loves a flex that he has a family doctor. Dude, that is a flex here, man. Yeah. That's like such a, a flex in Nova Scotia. And that's a sin. That's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you take what you can get mm-hmm. in this province. It's like, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try and change it now. Yeah. Um, but like going to the hospital here, going to uh, a blood collection clinic is just like half the time it's beyond intimidating because it's like desolate and like scary (laughs) not fun um so these and then you you see their like the hospital just built a huge parkade right for who (laughs) for who the hospital's full it's not getting any full like it's not getting more full (laughs) true who else is coming and then i thought well there must something must be happening Mm -hmm. that they needed such a big parkade something that'd be happening you know where there used to be that community garden where mm-hmm. QEH was. Yep. They're building a whole addition onto the hospital. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With what doctors? You got a bunch of beds. Yeah. Remember when they used to park in front of the Tim Hortons? Remember that yeah. during Harper? Yeah. The hospital beds were in front of the Tim's and the cafeteria of hospitals. Mm-hmm. So these are just like these are like uh, parking spots. People <laughs> coming in on ambulances, yeah. <laughs> like until they can be seen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, everyone has at this point stated that they have a solution. Um, and yeah, again, in medical care, we all know that like solutions do take a long time to come to fruition. Of course. I totally get that. Um, but the, yeah, the, what we're running into is years upon years, uh, at least from the nineties of just putting off the problem Yeah. until we're now dealing with what we're dealing with now. And we always love to put out, we're bringing in more immigrants. Yeah. So you can die here instead of in the Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> and you're homeless. Yeah. <laughs> is that better? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good that Trudeau gave you a hug when he came in? Dude, he's such a chauvinistic loser. I hate him. He literally he literally puts on such a show for these people to bring them here so they have nowhere to live that's affordable, no resources to get a job, and then can't go to a doctor. <laughs> well, what's, what's better, I guess? War or whatever Canada is right now. Yeah. <laughs> He, he also might freeze your bank account just to let you know. Yeah, that can happen, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And they'll both break in your house to see a laptop with digital assets on it, too. <laughs> so um, be warned. Yeah. It's here. Uh, so, speaking of the uh, Trudeau government, we got some to share here. Oh, All right. So, um, you're going to get in trouble. A lot of going to get reported. But this is, uh, just came out, uh, it started at the beginning of this year, um, but now it's official. Uh, the Trudeau government paid a CBC pundit over $22,000. Oh, my gosh, dude. 
So the Trudeau of government paid Amanda Alvaro's company Pomp and Circumstances PR firm twenty two thousand one hundred twenty dollars in twenty nineteen for media coaching of a federal cabinet minister. Why didn't you media coaching? Just tell the truth, and you never have to remember what you said. <laughs> What's going on? Why well, you have to do that, man? Um, going on, uh, Alv- uh, Alv- Alvaro's company was hired to give Minister of Women Miriam Monsef communications advice and services. The training consisted of three weeks of lessons from January eighth to January thirty first, twenty nineteen. Minister of Women Miriam Monsef was given training of how to deal with media from CBC pundit Amanda Alvaro's company. CBC ethics guidelines require disclosure of monetary conflicts of interest or pundits. Alvaro is regular is a regular pundit on CBC's show Power and Politics, where she often defends the Trudeau government's actions and attacks conservatives and attacks conservatives. I like this one. That was my personal favorite line. So, so we spent twenty two grand on like coaching. I guess is that what you call yeah. like like just three week workshop public right? speaking coaching? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then. So we can drop twenty two grand on a three week course. Mm-hmm. Twenty two grand on for three weeks, but we cannot pay a year's salary to a nurse or a doctor. We can't find that anywhere in the budget. For, no way. Oh, man. Sorry, man. Yeah, no way. Can't do that. You know, um, anything to do with housing? There's no way. Um, let's attack small developers, small landlords, rather than you know make it easier for them to build. That way they can charge less rent since the government doesn't want to effectively run a public housing program or affordable housing program. So it's just like, never forget, the government does not care about you. They simply will spend their money elsewhere and not where it counts. Yeah, it was uh, 22 grand. So I guess this goes back to the things that we've been talking about where people can get kind of heated with us saying, CBC, I tell you, it is non-biased journalism. We need them. Okay, okay bye. <laughs> yeah, so this was a real as um but yeah, so the trio trade minister under ethics investigation after contract given to company co-founded by liberal strategists. So it was this liberal MP right here. Mm-hmm. Um and uh uh Mary and uh yeah, Mary Inge. Okay. And uh so she actually got up in parliament today and officially apologized for um, the conflict of interest. She apologized. Apologized. You, in your opinion, does apologizing correlate to fault? Um, yeah. Because you wouldn't apologize for something that wasn't wrong, right? Yeah. So, I feel like politi- politicians apologizing is useless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, you're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you like, will you do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. It's. Um, I think the issue I had with it. Is just because it it was the apology. It was the fact that this is good enough. It's like no, you should lose your job. So if YouTubers get canceled over things they do and have to make apology videos for, mm-hmm. why are politicians not? Yeah, <laughs> we can strip people from the internet even after they've apologized for their wrongdoings. But people, for some reason, don't put politicians in the same playing field. To me, I think they're at a higher standard. I think that's where cancel culture should exist. If you do something wrong and you're in the government. That is, you're a public servant. That is wrong. You, you, that that is that is you should be reprimanded. Yeah, like especially with this issue where it's like you've used your position of power to locate, send funds to a friend of the party. Like that's 
that's wrong. Yeah, it, is that is collusion the word? What's is, is it, what's the? Yeah, it's conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like uh, <laughs> you know it 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 would be interesting to see if it had been a conservative member mm-hmm. using their position of power. Mm-hmm. A conservative male also, I think, would be interesting as well, mm-hmm. using their position of power um, for anything money-related. I think that would instantly blow up in their faces. An apology would not be acceptable. Every day in question period, there would be calls to the speaker to have them whatever, yeah. something, <laughs> you know, and we're just breathing over this. Yeah. Well, I thought that was like, the interesting part of question period last week um, with the uh, the MP at Winnipeg, mm. who... Called the called the liberal MP a liar on the uh, on the floor for lying. Yeah, for <laughs> called, literally lying. Called a, a person up for lying who was lying, and then was asked to leave for the day. Yeah. So another reason I was like, well, that's the best part is like initially it was, you know, will you take back what you said? And she's like, hey, yeah, I take it back. And then he's like, well, then apologize. And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm not apologizing. No. And so I well, I I. Want my politicians to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I think tr- the truth is the whole point here. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. People who don't want the truth have something to hide, obviously. And so, to say you were kicked out because you told the truth, or, or in turn called out a liar, mm-hmm. uh, should we not be kicking out the liar? Yeah, should we talk about? Like- and she literally pulled. She went outside. She got right in the camera. She was like, "Meet me outside." Yeah, and she just went to town. She told everyone there what was going on, and it was great. And she stood by what she said. She's clearly a very strong woman. She mm-hmm. can handle herself because she was not intimidated a bit. She said, "I'm not apologizing," and she walked out with pride because yeah. she did the right thing. Yeah, you should walk out with pride when you do the right thing. That is what it's. I, I don't think any punishment you get for telling the truth is worth it. Tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, and it wasn't even so much, she, she even used the term liar. I think that's what bothered me. And she's like. She said it's not factual, I think, or that's not correct. No, she said, like, she, like she's like, no, she said you're lying. That's what she said. Oh, you're lying. Yeah, which assumes the fact that whatever's coming out of your mouth at that time is a lie. Yeah. So he, she didn't, like, go after his character. Yeah, you're not, in, in general, a liar. No. That was a lie. Yeah, exactly. And so that's all she said. And the fact that like that got like people all up in arms. Meanwhile, we can't even get a, like a direct answer people out of people in question too. period. Like a hundred percent. Like to call someone a liar, like especially I would say on on, on the Canadian left, mm-hmm. that's like a huge dick at someone's ego oh, to yeah. be called a liar. I would don't like being called a liar. No. But to then sit back and allow a truth teller to be kicked out is so validating of your character right yours in the one who was telling the lie mm-hmm. because you can stand back and watch democracy effectively unfold in front of you yeah that's no good mm-hmm. yeah exactly and uh yeah um that's i'm trying to see if i can pull up the uh the actual clip it was like two minutes long it was really interesting oh i skipped all the way down uh Oh, I'm on the wrong account. Never mind. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was, it was definitely a, a telling event. Yeah, you can search. It was Winnipeg MP. Yeah. Well, you can really probably Google Winnipeg MP yeah. kicked over lying. Yeah. I'm sure that would bring it up, but sure. or for calling out liar rather. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's her. That's it. I'm just trying to see if we. There isn't one like there's one that was like just two minutes long, 
And I don't want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, they're all the, they're all but, the full clips. Yeah, seven, 34 yeah. minutes. Yeah. What it is. You can yeah. look it up yourself. Yeah. It yeah. does use us on the internet. Yeah. But yeah. take our word for it. But yeah, so <laughs> I, heading back into uh, the comments here. Um, I've had a good family doctor. She's retiring in the next year. And because I moved away from my parents' area, I guess the new doctor taking over can't take me. Oh. But here, the list, here I come. Dude, yeah, the list is, um, like, Hannah was on the list. Mm-hmm. She got an, a message, I would say, maybe six to eight months of being on it about how uh, access opened up, at least for her, I don't know if it's for everyone on the list, to the virtual Nova Scotia um, doctor system. It's powered by Maple. Okay. So effectively, it lets you use Maple for free mm. at certain hours of the day with certain doctors oh, great. and for certain things. Wow. So made. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you just made the list. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, but it's true. Um, yeah, it, it, like doctors retiring is like, I mean, that's a fear of mine. My doctor is certainly not young. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's no guarantee that uh, that a doctor has. It's a private firm. It's just her. That's yeah. the only doctor in the office. She owns her business. Right. So there's no guarantee that she sells that firm to someone else mm-hmm. or that practice to someone else. So it could just close when she retires. Um, and then I, I'm just, you know, up creek without a paddle. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brian, I know it sucks, but as someone who's been on the list for seven years now, oh, welcome to the club, baby. We will do this together. Dude, seven years. Yeah, sorry. I had a, I did have a family doctor for uh three months of that during that. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well, it was rough. It was rough. Like it was actually it was like we were on the list at that point for like three years. Okay. We finally got a call. They're like, well, "You are off the list. We found you a family doctor." I was like, "That's amazing." It was the coolest call I ever received in my life. And the best part was the doctor is located right at the bottom of my street. Like I can walk to the doctor. No, it was great. Dog, not in the ADHD clinic building. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, it was, it was a new, it was a new build. Okay. And, uh, um, so I walk and we go down and, uh, it was great. We had like a couple of visits with her. She was awesome. Oh, loved her. oh great. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. We were really stoked. Just like this worked out perfectly for us. And then, um, <laughs> like, yeah, three months later, she's like, yeah, I'm moving to Annie Ganesh. No. <laughs> yeah. Why? Apparently <laughs> her partner was up there or something. No. So at least Annie Ganesh got like a, got a, a doctor, doctor, which was good for them. The community probably needed it, but I was like really bummed. I was like, bro, I waited three years for that. Now here we are five years later. Still on that freaking And no list. one replaced her at that practice. It was her own practice. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, man, I feel, I feel the pain. It's, it's nuts here. Yeah. yeah. The list is like daunting. Oh, no. Could you do a foy pop on that? On the list? How many people are on it? Uh, that's a good question. Um, like, is that a thing that, and, and generally speaking, I don't want to, obviously, I mean, there's names of people that are attached to that, but. I wonder if they'll give us at least the amount of names on them. Yeah, that's why I wanted just the amount of, of people on the list. It'd be interesting to see. Um, oh, baby. Uh, so this is from the Global Mail. About Nova Scotia? Yeah. G? Nova Scotia, and this was written, oh, never mind. Uh, oh, yeah, no. This is, yeah, published this year, October 2022. Oh, months ago. Yeah. And the wait list now has hit 116,000 oh, people. Josh. <laughs> Whoa, we're setting records out here. No way. So as soon as Nova Scotia hit a million in citizenship, we hit 100,000. 
in wait lists. So 10% are just without doctors. Yeah. That's a good number. That's a good even round number of people without doctors. <laughs> One out of 10 people don't have a doctor. That's an awful way to put it. Yeah. That sounds way worse. Yeah. <laughs> we out here. One in 10. You, oh. Yikes. Yeah, it's a tough time. Uh, Brian came back in. He's like, I was taking it for granted, just trying to enjoy the good times while they are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. Fill your prescriptions now, man. <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> enjoy it, man. Photocopy them. <laughs> Oh, they'll never, you'll never have him back. No, we love you. We love you. Um, oh, oh, and I, I misspoke it. His name is, his name is Brighton, not Brian. Brian, my fault. Um, but that's where we're at as a, as a country right now. Um, specifically, at least Nova Scotia. And speaking of Nova Scotia, y'all, do we want to bring up this tweet? Dude, this one hurt me. <laughs> I, I saw your, I saw your live reaction to this when I initially pulled. I it know. Up. I wish I didn't see. I wish I could have reacted live. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. I ruined that one a little bit. But, yeah, um, yeah. Um, oh, per, oh, is that putting it on the screen? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So uh, this is from uh, Shira Lurie, which if we go over. Yeah, explain who she is first. So she's assistant prof of U.S. history at SMU uh, here in Halifax. She yeah. writes bylines for the Toronto Star and Washington Post. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a zucchini warrior. What's and, that mean? Good question. Uh, he only makes like a zucchini. I instantly a fall by Tim Scott, obviously. Yeah. And then when people say opinions are my own and correct, mm -hmm. it's your Twitter. Yeah. What did I think they were going to be? We say that on the show too. Our opinions are always correct. Yeah. Like, how, like how, how can you say your opinion is correct? It's yeah. an opinion. Exactly. <laughs> so um, obviously the legendary Steve Murphy wrote an opinion column. Um, and saying the CTV Atlantic that tweeted this out saying C uh, Steve Murphy uh, believes one does not, sorry, sorry, Steve Murphy, Murphy believes one does need not uh, of not be of Christian faith to wish someone a Merry Christmas, nor should such a greeting cause offense to those who do not observe the religious holiday. Yeah. Before we move on, what's your opinion on that? Um, I agree with it. Um, yeah, me too. I've, I've, I think, but this also, is, this is me speaking from coming from a multicultural background mm -hmm. or like, yeah, like we wish each other a Merry Christmas. But then, yeah, like I had Jewish friends, but they would also just say happy Hanukkah. Like, and my Jewish friends loved it when I said Merry Christmas. Like, it was just, it was about the greeting. It wasn't about what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but I always love personally when uh, white women tell me how I should act. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. Josh. <laughs> uh, I will say it, it is, it's, it is very interesting that, I mean, that, she, I mean, she's, she obviously has an opinion that she says is correct mm -hmm. uh, per her Twitter account. Yeah, her opinion is her own and correct. Yeah. So the only way to view things. So that's, this is, um, we're living in Shira's world mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And then she said, not enough hatred against religious men. What the, <laughs> not enough hatred against religious minorities in the world these days. So CTV Atlantic and Steve Murphy blessed us with this abysmal take. Touch some grass. Oh my gosh. It's like this time of year is hard enough for so many people. If someone's saying Merry Christmas, like they're trying to be nice. Yeah. You know, if someone's tone of voice is like, like they're saying it in a way to be offensive, deal with that person at an individual level yeah. as an adult, just have a conversation with them or don't and tweet about it. Yeah. But to say it, abysmal is so intense for Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and then she'd go on. I sent them an email about it this morning. Oh. <laughs> she screenshotted all these suckers, man. Uh, I understand that some people, what do you mean by some people? 
What's that supposed to mean, Shira? Someone called Dawn. Yeah. Get Dawn and Shira in here. <laughs> I understand that some people would like the world to pretend that everyone shares our identity and privileges, but I'm surprised that CDB Atlantic would choose to amplify that opinion. Over the last few years, we have witnessed an alarming rise in hate crimes against religious minorities, the types of people who don't celebrate Christmas. Really? I want to know those what ones. What types of people? Yeah. What do you mean, types of people? Yeah. I think someone got canceled for that for saying that one time. <laughs> All right. It's concerning that, especially in this climate, you choose to publish a piece calling on these minor, on those minor, minorities to suppress part of their identities to make people like Murphy more comfortable. Okay, one time I was at the Sutton place and I saw Steve Murphy eating breakfast. Yeah. And he looked like the most unbothered man you could ever see. He had he literally was doing his own thing. He was bossing people around doing it. He does not care. Yeah. He's a success. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. He's not bothered. No. And he's not saying that these um suppressed minorities um should adjust their cultural beliefs. He's just saying that you don't have to be of Christian faith to understand what Merry Christmas means. Exactly. That's, I think, the point yeah. that I got from the article. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm... And then she goes on. She says, I'm not a Christian, and I do not celebrate Christmas. Okay, so I make No gifts pay- for you. Yeah. <laughs> Coal in your stocking. Um, asking that I pretend, even momentarily, that I am, I do, is an insult to me, my religion and culture, and my many ancestors who were murdered because they, too, were not Christian. Uh-oh. This got so intense on a tweet. I'm guessing she's Jewish. Did she write this in her notes app like every influencer? That's iconic. Oh, yeah. She probably, he was probably AI. <laughs> the chat, what is it? Chat GPT or yeah. <laughs> Perhaps you think this is a silly bone to pick. Yes. Uh, if so, may I remind you that the supposed war on Christmas has been used by far-right leaders like Donald Trump to fan the flames of hatred against minorities. Those messages have then inspired white supremacists to violence. It is either hopelessly naive or tremendously irresponsible to behave as though aligning with that messaging is unproblematic. Oh my gosh, we went from talking about Christmas to white supremacists? Yeah, it's... Dude. doesn't take long. How did we get there so quick? <laughs> I feel like I didn't even blink. And she wants to tell Murphy that she would love to have a dialogue with you about this, with him about this. Steve Murphy would wreck her, dog. <laughs> have you seen that man go toe-to-toe with people? I actually haven't. Unprecedented. He will... He... I will say one thing. He can ask questions that I would be way too intimidated to ever ask anyone. Oh, really? And just will look them straight in the eye as he does it. And I think that's an admirable skill to mm. have tough conversations. Yeah. So I think that would be interesting. Um, uh, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's just Christmas. Um, the time of year. I mean, if you if you look on the calendar, it says <laughs> Christmas. I mean, that it, that is on the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, that is technically the time of year. Um if I had friends who I knew were celebrating a holiday that took place in October, I would make sure to wish them a happy whatever holiday that may be. Yeah. Um, I'm not expecting anyone to wish me a Merry Christmas either. No. I don't care what you say to me. <laughs> no. And likewise, I mean, it's I, I love Christmas. It's not a it's not a malintent. I'm mm-hmm. just saying Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just a greeting. And I've been on the opposite side of this rebuttal as a cashier, where I would say Happy Holidays. Oh yeah. And people would. Give it to me. And they were like, it's not holidays. It's Christmas. I don't want to hear that shit this time of year. This is Christmas. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to get fired because I'm not allowed to say Christmas. Yeah. I was not allowed to say Christmas. Yeah. No. That was off the table in retail. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, I mean, I'm going to follow the rules. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. And then people will just give it to me anyway. So you can't, you can't win for losing. Oh, yeah. You get, you'll get wrecked regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the start of uh, our identity politics was that whole battle. They literally mm-hmm. took Christmas and weaponized it. 
<laughs> that said, that said, there are, I would say, a lot of people who who weaponized Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were people who, who did use this to make minorities feel unwelcomed or to hurt them. Um, and there are still who will say, like, you know, this time of year is for us, not for you, and things like that. And it's like, oh, that's dark. That's that's messed up. Um, but those people are just insufferable anyway. They're they're awful in every regard. Right. So just don't conduct yourself like that, and don't hang out with those people, mm. and you won't have that sort of negativity in your life. Yeah, and he, and and I'll be honest, like if you go to the Halifax Mall, you go to the Dartmouth Mall, like you're genuinely just going to run into people who are just legitimately happy and just want to wish you the best. Dude, I was shopping in the mall <laughs> last night and I generally, like the mall at Christmas is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. If for some reason, <laughs> were you scared for your life? <laughs> Dude, well, it's like, it's busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll say everyone there was so pleasant. Everyone was like, everyone working, all the people in the mall were so nice. It was hardly busy. It was such a, like last night in the mall was great. And I was like, everyone's so cheerful. I've already been feeling just a little like awkward about Christmas this year. I'm just like so busy and we're working right up until Christmas. Like I don't know when I'll be off and then all this. And I'm like, this is, this felt like Christmas. The mall was decorated. Everyone was nice. And I was like, it's so bad. It, yeah. it, this was nice, mm-hmm. you know? And I can't, I obviously cannot relate to be someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, but I, I can relate to, to, I mean, I'm baptized Catholic, but I don't subscribe inherently to any of those, those um, uh, ideologies. Uh, mm. So to me, Christmas is just the time of year. Christmas is not overly religious to me. I it's still call it Christmas. I still enjoy it for what it is. And I can recognize a religious part of it too, but it doesn't affect my day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so why can't you just leave it alone? <laughs> well, it's because uh, Shira, unfortunately, um, probably had the semester off from teaching. Um, didn't have a whole lot to do. And then she came across this on Twitter because she spends probably 90% of her time on Twitter. And uh, interesting. It's very interesting how much um, um, professors who have semesters off the time they spend on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell when they're actively not like engaged in a course. Yeah. Because they are active on Twitter. Oh yeah. Like very. And um, on the right as well. Mm-hmm. Not to be. This is not a left versus right, man versus woman thing. Because uh, <laughs> there are some conservative men who have time off who love to tweet as well. Yeah. <laughs> And admittedly, their rhetoric is just as upsetting as hers. You're right. Um, and, and so I think people just have too much time on their hands to be uh, upset about Christmas. Um, uh, there are people who have things to be upset about Christmas for many other reasons. A lot of time, Christmas can be quite dark for certain people. Um, but it's not because we call it Christmas. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really privileged thing to be upset about. Mm-hmm. That we just call it the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we can talk about it where, you know, if you, there's some certain countries, if you were to go to them and you didn't subscribe to their beliefs or their religion, uh, you would probably die. Um, so it really is a privilege to be able to complain in this capacity about a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think we literally have something lined up. I'm not sure to talk about, um, about going to another country. Um, um, nope. Nope. I don't know. I got nothing for you. Oh, I thought there was something about Qatar. Uh, Qatar. No, I mean, we can talk about the China and India clashing at the Himalayan border. But no, wasn't it about a guy wearing a shirt? No. What? Dude, and he was found dead. Oh, the World Cup guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can pull that up. Well, that's, I mean, it, it relates so perfectly about yeah, how he went, he went to another country, posted yeah. a picture expressing himself. Mm-hmm. 
and was found dead. Yeah, with the, I'll pull that up right now. Yeah, sorry, that was a long-winded way to get there. Yeah. I, I was trying my best, man. <laughs> okay. I was in the weeds. <laughs> I was in the weeds, man. Where's the guy with a with a shirt? The shirt from Cutter? Who died Cutter. in Cutter. <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. How are you saying it? I'm sorry. It's yeah. cut. It is Cutter. It is Cutter, yeah. Uh, I was so confused for a second. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, it was a reporter. Um, he had just uh, posted this photo with him in a rainbow shirt um, in, in Cutter. Uh, and those who know the Middle East, they are very uh, – <laughs> Islam is a dominant religion there. And uh, and the, that was the, really the whole fight through the World Cup is, well, they allow Western Westerners to express their ideologies as they're in Qatar. Yes. And a lot of it was no. Yeah, but they, they said no. Yeah. Like, like the, the, they were – they made no bones about the fact that it was a no. Exactly. And so in this shirt, he posted this in a tweet initially uh, saying that, like, he was – not allowed in with that shirt on. Yes, to the event. To he, the event. He, uh, he tried to go watch the game. Yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't allow him in with that shirt. Yeah. And so he was, you know, he kind of wrote a tweet that was kind of like lighting it up. And then, yeah. Uh, Which is in, in that society deemed as kind of speaking out against the government yeah. for their religious and... Not even... Like, speaking out against the government even spook... Like, it's another... It's about Islam. Yeah, it's like you're speaking out against Islam and their core... Um, religious beliefs, which is it's an even harder. Harder than government for them. Yeah. Their government is quite minuscule compared to their belief in Islam. Yeah. And then you question one of their main tenets of Islam. Yeah. And then he, and then it happened. And then <laughs> he just died uh, in in Qatar, in Qatar, while covering the World Cup. And they they say it was natural causes. Um, seems uh, as was Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. So it's just, it was odd. And so, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, it, you make a good point. It was a good time to kind of bring that up where the, the privilege of being able to complain about these things. Meanwhile, there's people who are literally going to die for expressing their beliefs. And not to say, listen, I mean, she is absolutely, luckily, we are in Canada. She can absolutely feel that way about Steve Murphy. You don't have to like Steve Murphy. I don't care about that. I don't admittedly really care what she calls this time of year either. Mm -hmm. She can think however she wants. I just don't. I, I don't agree. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think it's anything that I would ever get on the bandwagon with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, praise whoever, you know, whatever you believe in, that yeah. you're, you're, you, are, you have the freedom to, to post on the Internet without repercussions, other than uh, people having different opinions. Totally. Yeah. All I did was I kind of read that tweet. I kind of, like, shrugged my shoulders. I was like, yes, Steve Murphy, all he did in that article – was an attempt at trying to quell the divide that's happened in this country over this type of stuff. Yeah, he, he didn't have malintent. Yeah, he was just like... Because he has in the past. There's been times where right. he has. <laughs> and, but like, I, I definitely sensed it where he's just like, we just need to not get offended by words and just like live in harmony with each other. Yeah. That's a great place to start. And then Shira over here is like... Words. Disgusting. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what the, it's like sticks and stones, break my bones, but words can't hurt me. Like, we always used to say that as a kid. Like, that was mm. like, whenever people would, like, bullies would say something to you, like, you as a kid or whatever, you'd be yeah. like, words don't hurt me, da 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 da. And it's like, uh, words, I mean, certain words hurt. You, you know, when someone's talking to you in a hateful manner, those yeah. words are, those, they hurt. Mm -hmm. But when someone's speaking in a, what they deem their opinion, that is admittedly not harmful. It's just simply an opinion, like, you know, um, it's not an opinion on, on like, if certain race is allowed in a certain restaurant, like, that's not an opinion, no. that's hate speech, yeah. you know, uh, but to say, 
Christmas versus holidays or whatever, but then call that like, mm, it just is not the same to me. Like, but how did those words hurt you so bad? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I, I, actually, I want to, you bring up something interesting. And so we got time to do it. Why not? Um, <laughs> Nothing but. Yeah. <laughs> it's our final show of the year. We're going out with a bang. And. Yeah. <laughs> See you in January, yeah. fuckers. <laughs> See ya. Um, but yeah, like, what are your views on hate speech? I don't know. I actually don't know your views. Interesting. So, I, I like in general, or do you have a specific like? What do you? I guess in general, like, the, like hate speech. Hate speeches are an actual law here that can be you can be indicted on. Yeah. Uh, prosecuted on. So I was just curious what like what what you deem hate speech and. Yeah, I guess I mean what I would deem hate speech is uh, I think anyone who were to I would say, like, I, I wouldn't use myself as an example, but let's say someone else felt they were under uh, like the attack of a hate speech to me what that might look like is someone attacking their their race with an intent to hurt them mm-hmm. so it's like um you are x race and i think all x race should die it's yeah. like to me that's hate speech that's you've crossed the line you cannot say that about an entire race mm-hmm. um I, I think beyond that it's like even the way you look like if if Maybe someone's living with a, a physical disability, um, you know, and then to you can't call them like you can't call someone in a wheelchair like wheels. No, see, so that's where it's gray hairy for me, dog, because I think that's funny, you know. Right. But um, <laughs> no, I got you. But don't actually do that. But, yeah, don't yeah. do it. But what I'm saying, like, and obviously, it's it's personal as well. So to me, yeah. that's not upsetting. Yeah, I think it's hard to upset me by words. I think mm-hmm. I, I think that's just who I am. I don't think I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I think, to me, it's like, I, I hate speech is like when you've really threatened someone in mm-hmm. a way that they are now fearful, or they have to be on edge, or they have, um, you know, a, 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 an inability to to go on to do the thing they were about to do because of what you said. Like that, I think maybe you've crossed the line. When you begin to prosecute someone, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been spoken to in a way where I thought, wow, I should call the police. Right. No one's ever said anything to me that I thought I should call the police. I'd rather just say, like, to me, it's like if someone's going to say something to me that is so hateful, I'm just going to say something hateful back. Right. I'm just going to be ruder. Right. That's how I would handle it. Yeah. Maybe that's not right, but that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know when hate speech laws, I suppose, kick in in my life. But I can recognize why some people would need the law to feel protected. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one. There's like definitely scenarios I can see why it'd be beneficial to have, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, yeah, you said like someone's just like going around, you know, making people feel unsafe just due to their race. Like you do want some type of repercussions or find a way to kind of like deal with those, like yeah. deal with that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I think a lot, a lot like that is so subjective it can be weaponized to like just go after your political opponents, which I don't appreciate. Of course, because so. like just what you said, like wheels, Yeah, you know, it, it, that could be hate speech. Yeah. It, it could be. Mm-hmm. So, and then depending on who said it, it's like, that's a great way to maybe take someone down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but then we look at what happened with the, like the drag book signing, book reading, right? where those effectively Nazis showed up. I mean, they were saluting like they were Nazis. Yeah. Showed up with guns that's not inherently hate speech because they were really they were up in their grill Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um 
I imagine those would be the type of people uh, uh, that I would suspect to be conveying hate speech on the internet or in person, like very serious people, like some demented people mm-hmm. who, who I think, but who, who believe the things they say, like that's when it's hate speech or even, and it's like, that's beyond freedom of speech. Like right. you cannot have freedom of speech without consequences. I mean, surely mm-hmm. you cannot just go around saying anything. Right. Um, or maybe you can, maybe I'm wrong. It's like, I don't know. Just, that's my opinion is I don't think, I, I think we should have the freedom to say whatever we want, but you cannot go on without consequence if it's severely harmful to someone. I don't think that's fair either. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like you're uttering threats to somebody. I think that definitely needs to be dealt with. Um, yes. But like I have been struggling, lately I've been struggling a lot with this idea lately of like free speech. And hate speech, because um, if you really do believe in free speech, then hate speech doesn't exist. So, because I have the freedom to say anything, you think I can't say anything hateful? No, it's more of like I guess like the definition of hate speech is like hate speech is like harming somebody. And but if you if you claim to be for free speech, that means hate speech falls into free speech. And if it's just speech, you're not hurt. You're not like physically harming anybody. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in a in a world where, and I won't speak for you, mm-hmm. but in a world where I have experienced mental health uh, concerns of my own, mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by people who have their own mental health um, priorities, mm-hmm. um, if someone said something that invoked an emotion someone I loved, mm-hmm. I would pursue them with all I've got, right? Um, because you've hurt someone that I love. Yeah. And the key where they're being hurt. Mm-hmm. So I would deal with it though. I don't need the government to come deal with it. I don't need a police officer. I'll go deal with it. Yeah. But to say that you can say something hurtful to me or someone I love and think that because of free speech, I can say it. You can say it. And then you're just going to get it back. Well, however that looks. Um, in the same breath, you know, certain situations shouldn't be handled on your own. Like mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong for handling certain situations on my own um what if the person's demented what if they've got a gun and i'm doing it face to face you know i don't know maybe maybe i should call the police because if anyone knows me i'm a cop caller like 100 yeah, percent, i'm a cop caller dog i pay their salary <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna call the cops <laughs> but there's situations where i just don't think it's needed i think you can just tell someone that was that was stupid what you mm-hmm. said was stupid mm-hmm. and can you please apologize and I think nine times out of ten that can that can handle the situation. Yeah, no, I, I think that I, I get, I'll bring up this issue because this is where like people get really it gets really messy. Is like if you either either if on purpose or by accident, yeah. this this is under Canadian law. Yeah, if you misgender someone, you can go to prison for it or be fined. I need to drink for that one. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So if I even on accident. Yeah, like, what if you never told me your pronouns? Doesn't matter if the person feels like they were hurt by it. They can, they can, uh, they can at least fine you for it. Really? Yeah. They can fine me for it. Mm-hmm. Under, That's under our current hate speech laws. Yeah. Okay. See, so you know, you've taught me something, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Jordan uh, Jordan Peterson has a lot to say on this issue. Mm-hmm. A lot to say on hate speech, free speech, and he always brings it back to the pronoun thing. Like, oh, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, and I'm not uh, as, like, he's pretty serious about it. 
and to to me, it's like if you tell me, oh, I'm okay. I'm good, yeah, 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 like, it's all over there. If someone said to me, my pronouns are they, mm-hmm. I would say okay. And then I'm going to make every effort I can to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. And if I slip up and catch myself, I'll apologize. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have any malintent. Um, so it's like, you know, could could there be an, a, an opportunity where you and I run into someone who doesn't like our show? Yeah. We accidentally misgendered them. And then they, they call a lawyer and then all of a sudden we've been subpoenaed or something. You know, that's, that's wrong. You know, um, it's just, it's your pronoun. Um, and I got it wrong on accident. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> sorry. You know, what else can I say about sorry? So uh, so then I owe them money. Mm-hmm. So money makes you feel better? <laughs> me too. <laughs> Baby, you're a capitalist just like me. So you can't play both sides. Yeah. If money makes you feel better, admit it. Yeah. Just say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay you. Like, just to say, if that's what you want, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, misgendering is a human rights violation. The comments on this Twitter oh. by S. Meals 5, we can't, no, we cannot say it aloud. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my gosh, dude. Those comments are ruthless. Yeah, Twitter's so crazy. People, you know, you, we, you, you, everyone saw our screen, so you can, like, go back, you know, five, six minutes, and you can see where that comment is. It was definitely, <laughs> it, was all, it was on the it screen. It was on screen. Yeah, <laughs> that was savage. Um but yeah, oh so, boy. yeah, misgendering is a human rights violation. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and obviously it's like um, if someone came up to me and they said, and I said, hello, mm-hmm. uh, how are you? Um, and then I say, like, he or his or, or something. And then yeah. they say, oh, like, I go by she, her. Mm-hmm. I'd say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I meant nothing by it. I, I will absolutely respect that. Like, to me, it's not an issue of respecting their, what they want. It's not, that's not the issue for me. Mm-hmm. It's just the issue that if I accidentally, I'm only human, I, I forget things. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, the fact that that could lead to <laughs> a human rights violation on my criminal record is, right. is quite intimidating. Totally. Absolutely. It's, it is intimidating. And that's why like, I just don't like the type of, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like looking at the feed now and you definitely were, were able to see the comment in our, my camera view. Uh, oh boy, God. it was. I mean, funny. It's it's spicy, <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. These that's why I don't like about hate speech laws is they're super subjective and they can really screw people over. Because how do you like? I guess quantify is not the right word, but how do you how do you in legalese determine what's hateful? Yeah. How do you how do you how do you the tone? I swear the tone. Right, yeah. right. So it's like yeah, the, well, it's the way they said it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, without a recording, how can you, so who do we believe? And it's like, yeah. then that brings on a, a whole debate of who do you believe, the, 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 the accuser or the accusee, yeah. you know? And you cannot apply those same rules, I think, to everything. Mm-hmm. I think there are situations where you 100% you believe someone who's telling their, their, what they've gone through. Yeah. But in a case where it's, they've said something mm-hmm. and I didn't like it or it genuinely hurt me, you have to now figure out which one it is. Because what if all you said I what if is what you said I didn't like, mm-hmm. but I prosecute you like it hurt me? Right. You never know. No. What if I, you know, they say you cannot lie in court, but you can if you get away with it. Yeah, especially when you're, when your laws are based on feelings and not actual things that happened. Yeah, when it's right. Yeah, it's 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 um that's tricky. Um, especially I mean I'm quite I wouldn't I mean I guess outspoken is the word, but. I mean, generally speaking, I don't think before I speak in most scenarios. So that can be, that's quite, 
Yeah, Hannah says she can vouch for that. That's what she said. Oh, did she? Yeah. Did she actually? Yeah. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. She's been lighting you up for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> Truth. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, yeah it's, it, that's more and more, as, especially as we've done the show, I've been attempting to be mindful or just not butting my nose into situations I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like the other day we were driving and some guy like was walking by and he stared at me the whole way. And I just went, what are you looking at out the window? And I was like, what if that was a listener? But my, my instant reaction was to just ask him what he was looking at. And so I did. You're just ready to fight at all times. <laughs> I was like, because he was staring. And I was like, what's this guy looking at me for? Um, but, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> I need <Right>. the lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Who are you looking at? Yeah, gee. Um, it's a... Uh, Last question. I'll, I'll okay. This, I love this question period. Yeah. We never do this. this we what, should do this more. Yeah, we should. This is what a real question period should be. Um, yeah, we're gonna but, country. But this, is, this is a spicy one. Oh boy. So, how do you find? How do you think we deal with rape, dude? So that's what I mean. So that's a loaded question, man. Because usually these acts happen between only between two people in secret, mm. or multiple people in some cases, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you it, it's their word against the other person yeah in some cases woman it actually happened and no one believes the woman yeah and she gets screwed over yeah there's scenarios where it never happened and everyone believes the woman yes how do we deal with that like it's just like that's like legitimately the tough one yeah that is a super that is a, a, a real tough one because my opinion on this is what it is and it has not changed and that is that if you ask someone who's gone through that they would tell you they would never wish that on anyone and that they would never lie about it happening to them. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, in that, in that scenario, I have to believe because, or I not have to believe, I have to um, make the judgment call that via the, the person, be it male, female, or, 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 or however they choose to identify has, has been raped. That person is telling the truth. They are telling the truth. There are there are ways to determine if they are not, but we're gonna we're gonna the 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 starting lines here, finish lines here. We're starting at truth, mm. and then obviously if there's a lawyer involved, they'll 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 work their way around however they want to do that, and then I I will believe the verdict of the case, right? Unless I have a one-on-one conversation with someone, and mm. I can learn that maybe they were um unjustly treated in the court and I could learn the a real truth. And if it's someone that I can trust, of course, you know, then we can have those conversations. But in the beginning, I would always would say that it happened. Um, that said, you bring up two great points, which is where there are times where the victim gets cheated out of their right to justice. And there are times where the accused gets cheated out of a, a, a life to live because of a false accusation. I don't know how you handle either of those scenarios because you cannot retry the criminal in the first scenario because you cannot retry them for a crime that's been proceeded on. Mm -hmm. And in the second scenario, likewise, you can appeal it. I don't know what the appeal process looks like in Canada, but I imagine it's not much better than America. Mm -hmm. Um, So that person is is ultimately kind of screwed for a little bit. And then you have a a victim who is um, left feeling like the justice system did not protect her. That there, that there were. I, I can't. I can't even relate to how it 
must feel. Um, so I, it's really, I, I cannot make a, I cannot make a, a, a judgment call on, on those scenarios. Yeah. No, definitely. What I gathered, what you said though, is kind of when it comes to this type of crime, you will, you're, you're kind of like guilty until proven innocent is what you believe. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, I think it maybe it's just my, my, my tenants, my belief system says no one would lie about that. Um, if they'd really been through it. And I think if someone is lying, um, you, there's, there, there's a way to, that's a big lie. That's a big lie. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say now more than ever, like in a dating scene, in a, especially, I mean, as being a, a woman, I would imagine I cannot relate. You are a woman. (laughs) I would imagine being a woman Mm -hmm. in 2022, um, and having to be in the dating scene to frequent, um, you know, the public at night downtown to rely on public transportation. All three of those to me sound wildly intimidating as a young woman, Mm. Uh, as a woman. Um, So in in that case, it comes back to, um, you know, if you know hornets sting you, do you run from the mall or just the ones you think are going to sting you? Right. You think they're all going to sting you. Mm -hmm. So um, when I see maybe, um, women or, or victims of sexual assault be hard on men in a way I get it. You know, how many times do you have to be proven right about, you know, that men are doing this, then you just give up on men, you know? So I I can relate in a way, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that would be, that would be frustrating. That would be tiring to always be told, um, or to, or to have your truth denounced Mm -hmm. must be tiring. So, uh, I would say you can deal with that in court, but I would always believe the victim. Yeah. Interesting. And call me a hypocrite because I would not with hate speech laws. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're very different. Yeah. You know, you've, if you're accusing someone of what is both sexual and physical assault, mm-hmm. or I hurt your feelings, you know, we're going to attack those. Those are apples to oranges mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I almost say one of them should actually not even be treated as a crime. So yeah, the the hurt feelings one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, and it's it's I guess what our our justice system is, where um, you know, victims of hate speech can find justice for being misgendered, mm-hmm. but um, right victims are effectively met with red tape and constitutional and legislative laws that protect predators. Yeah, um, that's the state of Canada. Yeah, I think that's I think it's fair. I think you there's some, some degree when it's just like it's tough because I know there's there's definitely guys who had their lives ruined by a false accusation. So it's like it's tough. Absolutely, it's a really tough one. Yeah, um, that's why I asked it. Cause I'm curious. I was curious your perspective. I, I, listen, if I was ever put in the position, I don't think I'd ever know what I would do. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I would feel like the system is somewhat against me yeah. already as a male. A hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would feel that way. That is in my core how I would feel. Um, I guess in the same breath, um, as someone with, and, and this is also my character where I remain very private, mm-hmm. um, and very few people I think know the intricacies of my life. I, I would never put myself in a position where someone could make that accusation against me. Right. Um, so, you know, 
like if 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 you've got a a a a, a victim that's saying so and so did X to me in the club, or so and so did X to me in the back of the taxi, mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 you were in fact in both of those scenarios, right? Um, and in if in your mind you weren't going, you know, I should be proactive in this case, right? You know, and I should probably make sure she just gets home safe, right? Instead of, you know trying to be a player tonight or, or whatever, or <laughs> yeah. trying to look cool or, or whatever, yeah. you know, you can do those things, mm-hmm. um, but you've made someone uncomfortable and, or you, or you've taken it too far and you have assaulted them. Mm. And now you're in, now, now you're stuck up in legal proceedings because you did do what seemingly was the right thing to do. Like you, yeah, you met someone in a club, you took them in a cab and you went home with them. But that's not the world we live in anymore. There, there are things you need to consider. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All the more you know, dude. We've heard that. That was new. Yeah, that was new. <laughs> That's a good way to end the season. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, they're interesting questions, and they're things that affect everyone. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, that is, I mean, it's happening all the time in in Canada, uh, all over the world. You know, Halifax is the number one for um, trafficking. Right. You know, in, in in the country. Yeah. Uh, thanks. No problem. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think. Beyond us being Canadian, being in Halifax, it's, I mean, it, I've had stories shared with me by, like, the, you wouldn't even imagine what taxi drivers can get up to here. Right. Dude. Right. Like, I mean, it's like, there are, it, messed up. it's messed up, dog. So, I, I get why, I get why the system is sort of stacked against men and I get why women are scared. Right. Just uh, broken people trying to figure it out. Eh? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that was a good show, y'all. Dude, and we, you know what? We we, we may do. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. Philip's feeling okay. Yeah, shout out Philip. We're her struggling. He's probably we the one him. concurrent viewer right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, get the camera on me. Thank you, sir. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, but no, we were really excited. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, so we did want to make one small, one more last announcement. Um, this one goes out to the real ones who've stayed on this long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we will be starting a Twitter account in the new year. Um, not so much a place that we're going to have like takes or anything like that, uh, but it's more of like we talk a lot about different articles and things that we come across, and we just want a place that we can just post them all. Yeah. And uh, and that's kind of what our thoughts are. Yeah. Um, both right leaning and left leaning. Uh, we want to kind of show what the world is up to and what we're seeing, um, and seeing just kind of just inform y'all. Yeah, bringing so, things to light that uh, typically I would say get covered up on the internet. Not yeah. covered up as in hidden, but just they're they're shoved to the bottom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not much. Uh, yeah. Focuses on them. So. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's gonna be our goal uh, in the new year. So we will be doing that uh, as well as we. As as well as what we said at the beginning of the show, we'll be um, taming down our our, our TikTok um, activity and be ma- moving mainly here to here at YouTube, and uh, it'll be good that way. Uh, this was a fun experience uh, to do this together. I hope I'm really curious what the uh, the actual feed looked like or what it hurt what it sounded like. Well, we'll see. But we have fun. Yeah, <laughs> we enjoyed it real time out here. Um, but we really wanted to wish y'all a Merry Christmas. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, Merry, I would agree. Merry yeah. Christmas. Um, 
it's happy uh, Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, man, just relax, shut up, and just enjoy the the season. Just shut up. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, uh, take a minute for yourself. This is a stressful time of year. Absolutely, and uh, we've uh, definitely that hundred percent. And then as well, uh, thank you all so much for just being with us this year for three uh, years for three years you know um it's kind of like really throw throwing us off that we're concluding three seasons here three seasons man and we did not miss a day this year no no yeah yeah we didn't miss a week this year yeah hell or high water we were in this building man yeah exactly no matter what you know um some nights were hard. Yeah, some nights <laughs> we had our own things going on yeah. in life, but we were here. Yeah, we always made it here. And then even tonight's just a testament to it. Like, Philip wasn't able to make it, but the show goes on. Yes, sir. Because we love you. Um, thank you all so much. And uh, we will be back. Uh, it will actually be back mid-January. So we'll be taking about a month off. Yeah. Sorry, fans. Uh, sorry, sorry for the start of the fans. We're going to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to celebrate Christmas. And uh, enjoy our time with our families and hope you do the same as well. Um, so whatever it is you're doing, whether you be celebrating nothing or celebrating Christmas or celebrating Hanukkah, whatever it is you're doing, wherever you are, we love you. We're out. Peace.